you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL Podcast. Henceforth known as the Dan Hanzoos Song and Dance Hour. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanzoos, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Good to have you back, Wes. Good to be back. Wow. Getting the band back together, as they say. You know, yesterday... Uh, on yesterday's show, if you checked it out, it was the uh, the Lindsay Rhodes maternity uh, leave spectacular. Today, on the Around the NFL podcast, the Chris Wessling paternity test spectacular. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! We know they're out there, Wes. I did, there are none out there. <laughs> We've. We've Stakes done, are high. We've done some research, and this Maury Povich show has been going through the roof lately, so we're starting to copy some of their model for the offseason. <laughs> does Maury Povich still have a show? I think he does. So actually, it really it does probably. I think it's a well. softer show now, though. It's got a much softer side to it. Uh, Wes, it's just, Wes has been around the block a time or two. Well, that's, not, that's totally unfounded and untrue. And I'm just saying in terms of you're an older man. I'm uh, an old-fashioned kind of guy, Dan. And you've been you a are a long-term relationship type of guy. He's I am really definitely a, a long-term so you're completely ruling out the possibility. Yeah, it's it's out. I've stayed in contact with every woman. Well, then we have got a surprise for <laughs> you. Bring her in. <laughs> da, da. Sydney is your daughter. Whoa. <laughs> that just took a turn for the weird. <laughs> the time. Sorry, Sydney is out. already disgusted with at least one of us. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast, the Thursday edition, our final show of the week. Um, a show, a special show. A show in which we'll break down many things about the NFL, including Chris Wessling's back. So why not dig into a Wessling banger? Uh, he, he broke down his top offenses of the, uh, of the NFL. And he broke it down, what, into a group of 15, was it, Wes? You went pretty deep on this one. Well, I went top 10 and then a mix of teams in the hunt. Yes, so it, uh, in the realm of 15. So I feel like I yeah. kind of nailed it, uh, even if I'm not exactly right. Could be 14, but you could give me 15, right? Thereabouts. Okay, good. Uh, we will also, uh, you know, it's Mother's Day coming up this weekend. Maybe share some uh, thoughts about our uh, old ladies. Is that people that, still using that term? I think that's what you call what people would in in a not nice way call someone that they're that they're married to. Yeah. I, I don't think not. you call your mother an old lady. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would not call my wife an old lady. Yeah, I think that's the thing that people used to say in like 1970s sitcoms. I don't <laughs> yeah. about their wives. Yeah. Archie Bunker's wives. like, 
Hey, get over here, old lady. Archie! Oh, Archie! Don't call me an old lady! <laughs> I mean, she was, though. That's the thing. She was an older woman. My wife is seven years younger than I am. It's a little bit mislabeled. Humble brag. The wonderful Gene Stapleton. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, we also uh, will do some news. A little announcement at the bottom of the show. We got, a, I mean, a lot. I'm actually I'm going to remove a little. There's an announcement at the b- bottom of the show. So we got a lot to get to. Uh, to do that, we will go behind the glass officially. It is Chris Wessling's love child uh, <laughs> conceived around maybe the fall of the Berlin Wall, I'm going to say. In that About that time. Territory. Sydney Carlson, new money. Hey, guys. I'm still reeling from this news. It's, you know. When were you hard. born? 1993. You do uh, realize that your entire life we've been you are we've like been puppet masters getting you bit by bit through you know social engineering and other life circumstances that we orchestrated get you in the building and Wes as well through Greg to meet each other finally on the show. What? Listen Hollywood we are here. <laughs> this movie is right in front of you. Let's do this thing. Let it let's do this thing. Let's do some news. <laughs> Thank you. That reminds me, actually. um, Do you have any comment, positive or otherwise, uh, earlier, uh, a show earlier this week, we asked Mark to name the Star Wars character that you most identify each of us with, and we went around the room, and Mark thought that you best symbolized Chewbacca. In a very positive way. (laughs) I'm not that manly. (laughs) <laughs> Chewbacca is I, I mean I, I, what I said was extremely loyal mm. like basically he's the same he is a beeline no matter what's happening around him he, you can count on him to be the same guy did you ever see Chewbacca freak out and run away no he's constantly I've never really seen him do anything none of you guys have watched the movies but he's, he's actually quite <laughs> quite a good character quite a help to the people around him I like him and let just the, it might check out can we hear it? let's hear uh, Chewbacca <laughs> And let's hear Chewbacca one more time. Just want to. All right, now let's hear Wes. <laughs> Bingo. I'd Checks like to out. think I'm slightly more eloquent. I mean, based <laughs> on that alone. Uh, let's start with some bad news um, for Mark Sessler's team. Uh, Josh Gordon does not look like he's getting on the field anytime soon, and this could be the end. The NFL has denied the wide receiver his reinstatement petition, according to Rap Sheet. This came out on Thursday. Tom Palacero of the USA Today had it first. Gordon, who is 26 years old now, um, filed papers in March to have his indefinite suspension lifted, uh, and um, there had been positive uh, news out there or reports that he was going on the right track uh, but apparently maybe not because the idea that um, that they would now push this uh, suspension further into the season, into the fall, tells us, Mark, potentially that he might have relapsed or something else is going on, and it makes you think if we're ever going to see him again in the NFL. Well, we don't know, but it obviously he didn't do enough to convince Roger Goodell that he needs to be back in the league. And it, it, you say it's bad news for me. Honestly, for me, it's no news. I think the guy has been a non-factor for so long now. There was, the, there was the Josh Gordon roller coaster where you thought he was going to come back, be part of the team. No, it's like looking at, you know, super old girlfriends on, on Facebook and they now have like four kids and you could care less. It's like you're out. Yeah. Like you're out of my life and you're out of Cleveland's life. I think the Browns have moved on. But you're they, still looking at the pictures. Josh Gordon, I had to write the story. Yeah. I mean, I'm involved still. You You'll know. occasionally go on Facebook. And All right. Well, this got turned into something uh, completely else. But it's, you know, <laughs> take it, take it, take it as you will. Follow the breadcrumbs, by the way. ESPN's Josina Anderson reported that Gordon's agent, quote, terminated their relationship r- roughly two weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, Wes, certainly seems like there's something going on behind the scenes now. I feel like Josh Gordon is, is a recurring character in this podcast who has signed on to be full-time by now. He's like the Nick Tortelli. Right. Like, you'll have him on <laughs> and realize, oh, no, we got – it's another Josh Gordon special. He, comes, he pops back it up every really few does. months. It's true. If we – if if we were more ambitious and wanted to give Sydney an incredibly hard homework assignment, we could go back and listen to the Josh Gordon's reinstatement has been denied podcasts, which have been occurring semi-annually for basically the entire length of this podcast, which is four years old now. I mean, we could go back and find six or seven. I'd love to hear what I said, what we said back well, then. 
We just I have NFL Network on in front of me, and they just showed a highlight of Josh Gordon, and it was Brandon Whedon throwing him a touchdown pass. Well, that's how long it's been. He hasn't played since 2014 when he when when he came back during that Mike Pettin year when they when they thought, oh, they're six and three, we're getting Josh Gordon back soon. This is a playoff ticket, and the whole thing crumbled. So right. did he. In other suspension news, Darrell Washington, who was recently reinstated by the NFL, uh, he won't be back with the Arizona Cardinals. It's something that we kind of predicted, uh, although you didn't have to be a genius to figure it out. The Cardinals decided, despite Washington be back in the picture, they're going to move forward without him. They released uh, the linebacker on Thursday. Uh, this came after a meeting with the team, the team president, Michael Bidwell, and general manager Steve Keim, as well as Bruce Arians. And uh, the team had this to say in a statement. After meeting with Daryl Washington, we have collectively decided it is best to release Daryl and give him the opportunity to continue his career elsewhere. Greg Rosenthal, 30 years old, out of the game for a couple of years. Will he continue his career elsewhere, at least his NFL career? No, I don't think so. I don't think any team is even going to give him a chance. He's been gone even longer than Josh Gordon. He hasn't played since 2013. And, you know, what – got him kicked off the field initially was a domestic uh, assault, which he pled guilty toward for. And then since then he's had drug problems as well. I, I just think with the current climate, what, why it just feels like it's, it's a little too desperate, even for NFL teams who want talent on their teams to even bother. Right. I don't know. I mean, the Cardinals couldn't have made it any more clear when he was last suspended that he completely let that team down. That's a different type of team than some other NFL teams. So not just going, they're not going to get desperate. And their release when they when he was when he's suspended when he's allowed back in, it it was so clear they wanted nothing to do with him. And these GMs and these coaches talk. And so someone else, if they're going to have to, maybe someone pick up the phone and say, Cardinals, do you think there's anything worth it here? And they're not going to get a good review. Yeah, I think. Would I be shocked if he got a workout somewhere? No, I mean, I, no. I wouldn't be. Shocked. Would I be very surprised if he he makes it through a training camp is on somebody's roster? Yeah, but. We don't know. We got. I guess no, the I other could thing be is, wrong. We got to see happen. how he looks. I mean, yeah. he was a very. We talked about this. He was a very good linebacker before he went away. Uh, but a guy whose game was based on speed, you disappear for two years. Wes, you're probably not he the was, same guy anymore. He was a Pro Bowler, but that was when he was 25, 26 years old. Now he's 30. Teams don't generally want 30 year old linebackers. That's a long time really to is. not play professional football. <laughs> In just like Josh Gordon. In other uh, Cardinals news, they have signed Blaine Gabbert. So Blaine Gabbert got a job before. Colin Kaepernick, for those scoring at home. Uh, Gabbert signed a one-year deal, according to Rap Sheet. Gabbert joins a depth chart in Arizona that has, of course, Carson Palmer, but also Drew Stanton and uh, Zach Dysert. Oh, boy, Mark. <laughs> so the, the I guess the, the takeaway for me here is the Cardinals still have no uh, succession plan in place, and maybe that's not going to happen for another year at least. I think the Cardinals, if there was to be one, it was very clear there was interest in some of the quarterbacks in the draft. Probably Patrick Mahomes was on that list. They weren't going to reach for another one that they didn't actually like that fit into Bruce Arians' offense, and so you do wait another year. Bruce Arians likes big arm quarterbacks with tools, and Blaine Gabbert is that, even if he's not a very good quarterback. Uh, there is a report moving on. There is a report out there, this coming from uh, Mike Lombardi, former NFL personnel man, now with uh, the ringer, that the 49ers are – actively shopping uh, star linebacker Navarro Bo- Bowman, or I should say that they're interested in trading Bowman. Uh, and this was a, a, a report that the 49ers thought needed to be addressed head on. A joint statement from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan read, the report that we have been shopping Navarro Bowman is completely false. From the time we joined the organization, Navarro has been the consummate professional. It is evident he has been working very hard to prepare for the upcoming season, and we have been impressed by what we have already seen on the field. We are looking forward to Navarro's future contributions to this team. You buying it, Wes? Yeah. It's a pretty – you rarely hear teams come out that strong, but I don't think they would trade Navarro, more, Navarro Bowman. If there's a face of the franchise right now, it's him. Well, it's one of those – statements that had me googling what report are they talking about i'm sure the first uh news of this navarro bowman potential trade was learned by most people from this statement denying it in the first place lombardi for what it's worth and i think it's significant it said afterwards he stands he stands totally by it and it's also worth pointing out he was the first one to say richard sherman was on the trade block and a lot of people didn't believe 
that for a while, and then that proved to be true. So I don't think he's getting it from the 49ers. He's probably getting it from other, other teams. Well, he worked for the Patriots, and maybe he's getting it from teams that they're calling. I would say, though, if you make a statement like this, uh, they've realized whatever – if they were looking for something, you know, that he was possibly available, they realize they're not getting it, and they want they're ready and expecting him to be on the team. And you don't make it, a statement to make yourself look like a liar later, right? Yeah. And it's a new regime that can't really afford in May to disenfranchise like their defensive leader or any real leader on that team. So they're trying to. You well, know. on the flip side, you look at the let's say the Patriots model. He would be a, an ideal guy to trade if you can get good value because you're not competing for the next couple of years. How many years does Bowman have left as a top flight starter? I don't think you can get any value for him. Well, if that's if that's the 29, issue. he's coming off an Achilles tear. I don't play okay last year. Not like he doesn't fit the 49ers game. scheme. Probably. I don't know. I like that. Uh, you just get a sense. John Lynch isn't afraid of being. He's not afraid of the media. He's not afraid of doing things slightly differently. Just the access that he gave to Peter King and, and that whole draft day report was really interesting. And kind of the way that he's handled his media sessions, even a statement like this, it's kind of like, I'm John Lynch. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm not going to do it the normal way. Every GM does the, I like it. It's different. The flip side is maybe he hasn't learned yet that you can't operate that way. And he'll get burned by it eventually. I hope that's not true. You like these guys when they're more upfront and honest, but. Yeah, I think they probably knew they would get a media-friendly guy out of him. He, he understands that world entirely, and the GM one is different. Uh, moving on, Tajay Sharp is dealing with some legal issues. This is kind of an interesting story reported by the Tennessean. Uh, a, uh, a man by the name of Dante R. Satterfield filed a lawsuit uh, that claims that Titans wide receiver Sharp had knocked him unconscious outside the tin roof uh, in Nashville uh, I guess is that a famous bar? I'm way off on my neck. I mean, it sounds like a bar. If you're calling it the Tin Roof in Nashville, it must be very famous. I've not been to Nashville. I would like to go to Nashville. I would too. I mean, the Predators. I like to go to the great. Tin Roof. How about that for an NHL? I think to have a podcast knowledge. in Nashville. Let's, Let's go, go to, to the Tin Roof. On to Nashville. There we go. They won't send us to London. Let's go to Nashville. That's our backup plan. Anyway, so it's uh, probably, probably going to end up being that. like Santa Barbara, but we could do that—a Thursday night Titans game or something. I'm maybe, on board. Maybe we sweeten the deal. They're a possible team of uh, mm. around the NFL nominee. Wow. <laughs> I think we could actually make Reverse this engineer this. I like it. It's like 2017. Lower expectations. That's our new motto. Like Greg that. just volunteered to convince the shadowy league figures. By the way, Mark, you said Santa Barbara. If we're lucky, if we're, you know, really, it's going to be in Culver City, right where we're sitting. What? That's also that's much. Our, that's more realistic that's and more remote, probable. Yeah. Anyway, so according to this lawsuit, Tajay Sharp uh, knocked out a dude uh, while offensive lineman Sebastian Tritola quote served as a lookout. Uh, Satterfield, <laughs> what a scene, <laughs> suffered broken bones in his face, a perforated eardrum. This sounds like a, a battle outside uh, Wes's place in Tybee. Yeah. A concussion and was unconscious for 12 hours. My goodness. And do you want to know why uh, this alleged fight took took place? Why? Because the man that had his eardrum jacked up said the altercation occurred following a disagreement he had with Sharp after the Titans drafted Corey Davis, uh, a wide receiver in the first round. Apparently this gentleman had contended to Sharp that the arrival of Corey Davis will cut into your playing time. So Sharp later in the night said, hey, come meet me outside. And he beat the shit out of him. Anyone else want to make any comments about Tajay Sharp declining in snap count this year? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to edit that uh, projected starters where he didn't even make the the cut anymore. I would get in there immediately. I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't be doing it right. I mean, it should be pointed out. This guy you would never condone violence. <laughs> Frank. Go on. I've I've But this guy, this the guy who's talking to him is a jerk. Sounds like a jabroni. Karma should be coming back at him for being a jerk and it did. I've spent a lot of time in bars, and I've seen a lot of bar fights. And every single one of them, the guy had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, Sharp's agent, Blaine uh, Roach, uh, said that the claims are ridiculous and denied all involvement. And the local authorities uh, have an open investigation. The Titans are, quote, aware of the incident. Saucy. The tin roof. Let's go. That's Rusted. On to, on to Nashville. Obviously, we would have the podcast – 
at the tin roof. That goes without saying. And we could do a whole segment in the very spot where that dude's eardrum was perforated. From. <laughs> I like that. I feel like that's fun. That's a fun. That story show. is still going to be extremely relevant when we're <laughs> finally traveling as a foursome in 2019. This is the biggest story of the year right here. It's Tajay Sharp's fight story. And finally in the news, Cam Newton uh, turns 28 years old today. Happy birthday, Cam. And uh, to celebrate that, he released a video on his Instagram uh, account. And, Wes, I know you in the past have been known to call uh, Cameron Newton by a, a very specific turn of phrase on your part. He's what a preening schmo. Right. And that if, if you're plugged in at all on his Instagram account, that is not decreasing as he ages. Uh, in fact, his entire Instagram profile in the offseason is just a series of glamour shots of really Cam Newton by himself almost at all times. Which That's is, how I like to run my Instagram account. So yeah. So cool. anyway, for his birthday, he released his own video uh, in which he is uh, rapping and lip syncing along to the two J- the two chains classic uh, birthday song it's called, and uh, it looks like a little bit of production value went into this, some money, and then there was some type of weird text that he uses uh, as a caption. Uh, what is going on <laughs> with Cam Newton, Greg? I, Are we know, should we be concerned at all about Cam Newton? I mean, I think you got to back off Cam Newton. I've always been on the other side. That okay, I don't think he's a preening schmo. He's a young guy. He's a young guy who's got you know the world by the balls. He's he's cocky. You know, newsflash: NFL starting cocky. quarterbacks are uh, confident guys, confident young men. It's different now that it's like they're younger than us, so it's like it's a different. Cockiness. This is, this is a what? bad argument, by the way, because we're all in agreement of everything you're saying. But I'm just saying it doesn't bother a, me. A it li- doesn't bother me. That's not my question. Did it bother you? It wasn't my question. Could that- you hang out with Cam Newton, Greg? Could I? No, but could I hang out with like just about any NFL quarterback? No, probably not. I'm saying like over time, like if you look at like the 90s quarterbacks, the 2000 quarterbacks. No, I don't have a lot in common with them. Probably. <laughs> no. Sh- no sh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, the, that is a fair point. It's not like. It would have been like easier, fun potentially to hang out with Dan Marino in the eighties. Not at all, right? You know? Exactly. I mean, maybe in college, according to some reports. I guess my point is, he's writing in his own language. <laughs> that's that's annoying. That uh, that script thing is annoying. the script thing with it's actually, like the Bon Iver, uh, like the way that he wrote his album right. song titles. It's very similar to the way that Cam writes. Uh, what, it's very annoying. Which actually turned me off to that. I call it Bon Iver. I always have. It's incorrect. It's, it's a good album. Stands for Good Winter. Bon uh, Iver. There you go. It's French. Which is a nice, <laughs> is a nice uh, way to characterize their music. Good job, Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. But sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for taking this. Thing he has he has track. his own text. The photos are wild. The video. Uh, Mark, do you have any issues with Cam Newton? <laughs> I mean, I you know if Tom Brady is going to play into his mid 40s. That tells you that we could potentially have another 17 years of Cam Newton. My my take would be that's a little bit more Cam Newton than I need. You know, by the time he retires, I'm deep into my, you know, the end of my life at that point, please. So, no, I, I think Cam Newton probably, though, honestly, it, there, I think it's a generational thing going on where he's obviously not connecting with uh, me, other people. I, I like him as a player. I think he's fascinating as a player, but – I, there, there are a ton of people in our office who think he's fantastic and amazing and, and entertaining and the rest. So, you know, he knows who he's marketing to, and this is a, this is marketing, and he's doing a good job of it for some people. Is in vogue. It got you yes, know, it is. It's got somebody in the highest office in the land. Mm. I believe Cam Newton's generation is a generation of one. I think he's yeah. he's in his own world. And I think that's appealing to people too. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a type of person that, that it's not an age thing. That the age thing gets bandied about too much. Maybe it's a type of person that finds the whole Cam Newton experience it feeds them. Where I would say it does not feed me. <laughs> well, I don't know how else to put it. How many ways can I put it? It's that's like, what's you know, happening. The, the off-field, you know, persona is lacking in my book. His rotator cuff looks pretty good while he's dancing around on the boat and stuff. So that's good news for <laughs> Panthers fans. <laughs> See, there's great news for you guys. Uh, moving on. So, Chris Wessling wrote a banger. It is uh, a breakdown of, in his estimation, the top 10 offenses in the NFL. Uh, and I think a good way to get into this. Now, Wes has the Patriots number one and the Steelers number two. And that shouldn't be a surprise if you listen to this podcast. We've done 
We've talked plenty about those two teams. Um, he rounds out the top five, Falcons, Raiders, and Dallas Cowboys. That's not a huge surprise to me. Is anybody surprised by Wes's top five? That all seems to check out. You could quibble with whether you think that Fal- the Falcons should be behind the Raiders or, or, or maybe the Cowboys should even be higher. But to me, I'm signing off on that top five. Nice job by Chris. I am too. The only concern I would have is, you know, shifting from Kyle Shanahan, one of the best play callers in football, to Steve Sarkeesian, who I think is, you know, was a surprising hire for a couple reasons. And how do you keep all of what happened last year going again. That's that. That's the team I need to see it from one well, more time. Right. I kind of look at it like the coaches don't come with it, like you're like you're picking teams on a playground or whatnot, and I am. I would take the Raiders players and definitely the Cowboys player. I, I would put the Cowboys at number three. I would take those players over the players on Atlanta. I mean, they have Julio Jones. They have Matt Ryan. They have a great backfield. It's not like they're bad, but if I'm just picking between those two, you're talking about some prime-time talent. Well, on the on the Raiders and Cowboys, even more so than the Falcons. In my I, mind. last year, they had the best backfield and the best receiving core in the NFL. See, I would disagree. Like the receivers and the MVP at quarterback, Julio Jones is great. The other players are all good NFL players. I think Taylor that, Gabriel was about as good of a playmaker as you can find. I think it's part. If you can find guys like Taylor Gabriel, I I think you can. Well, they part, get part of the scheme. It's part of the scheme, and it's part of uh... right. They, by all rights, they should be number one coming off an mm. historically efficient season. But they did get docked for the loss of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, if you're both, you're looking at it from two different perspectives. I would even say if you're splitting looking, hairs. If you're looking you're at great. it from the the Greg perspective, of just pure playground roster building, I could say the Steelers to me might be number one, but. Put in Bill Belichick all of a sudden. Well, they got a nice yeah. edge at quarter. I thought that too. If I was just if you took the quarterback out of the equation. Then I would give it to the Steelers, but the, the Patriots so, have a nice little nice edge there at quarterback. Yeah, you also like depth matters, and the Steelers have not had a back, good backup behind their injury prone starter for a long time. Yeah, and it's right. hurt them. I mean, but if you ever put Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and some of these other guys into into the New England offense this year, that would be wild. And and I'm thinking about the the offensive lines too, and the Falcons certainly have a fine offensive line, but. DeCastro and Pouncey, those guys are weapons. Uh, you know, Tyron Smith and, and Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, those guys are weapons. That Raiders offensive line is a weapon. So, uh, yeah, it's they're all they're all close, but that's why I like those teams. Jake Matthews, will he survive what happened at Super Bowl 51? He, you know what? He hasn't gotten a lot of heat for it, I don't think. Like, out, you know it's in I'm his sure, head, though. I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah, I'm sure it he hasn't slept a lot. Because everyone has put all the misguided focus on Kyle Shanahan for everything. Right. Yeah. It, there's so many things that went on. And everyone that said, uh, I've been talking about this lately, that everyone blames the coaches for that. Hey, how about gain some yards when you run? Not to relitigate the Super Bowl. The last four or five runs they had were either for a yard or lost yardage. If they had picked up three, four yards in the third, fourth quarter when they tried to run, would have worked out. I think the reason Kyle Shanahan's available to the media Matthews just vanished. I mean, the offensive linemen just disappear the entire right. Offseason. And it took, I think, it took some re like rewatching and stuff like that for it for it to really come together. Like how big a factor he was. All right, so who's just outside West's top five? You got the Saints there, uh, and mm. again, uh, for a, a team that uh, I think we're all confident are going to drop another seven and nine bomb. Well, actually, I shouldn't say we all. I shouldn't speak for everyone. Uh, but to, uh, just a reminder of how good their offense is. And if they just got together on defense a little bit, they could be a perennial contender still in the NFC, but it's not the case. But just focus on the offense. Wes, you got them at six with the Packers and Chargers uh, trailing. Uh, we can get into the Chargers in a second. But why did you put the Saints ahead of the Packers? The Saints are up there every year. And while they got better in their backfield with Adrian Peterson and Alvin Kamara, I, I'm not wild about a Packers backfield led by Ty Montgomery, who is a wide receiver, doesn't run inside very well, and is well-suited to passing downs. The other guys are rookies, and they may well be surprises. They may well take the league by storm, but to my mind, so far, they're question marks. Is anybody else really surprised that the Packers didn't I mean, upgrade at that position? You can look at Ty Montgomery. I see people out there making arguments statistically for him and what he achieved last year, but... But honestly, it's it to me. It's it's so Packer Packers s to not go out and totally juice up a position in the draft or free agency that you are, you have almost too much trust sometimes in some of these guys. 
I am with you. They need a running back that can carry them through the later months of the season. I don't think they've got a proven guy here. No, maybe they will. Looking at their roster, they almost have to sign a veteran running back. We'll see if it's probably Chris someone that's really going to make a huge mm. difference. But Sydney's boy, Jamal Williams, t- to Wes's point, you don't really want to be a, in a position where a fourth-round rookie running back, Jamal Williams, could be one of the huge keys to that offense. If he can give them what they're hoping for in terms of a between-the-tackles guide, and we've seen some late-round picks at running back make big impacts recently. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, Jordan Howard last year. If he, he could be a huge factor. I like that you like the Saints, though, Saint, uh, Wes. I'm a little surprised. They're there every year. Got the Chargers at eight, and we just did an NFL Network hit on Up to Minute Live, which you usually, well, almost, you know, several times a week, I'm going to say. You know, anywhere between eh, two to four times a week, you're going to catch us if you tune in uh, right around, I'd say, 4.50 Eastern. Set your DVRs. It's in the back half of the program later on. And we do a little hit every uh, every couple days. And we talked about the Chargers uh, as a team to really watch in the AFC West. And their offense, Wes, you are, you are high on that offense. Well, they retooled the offensive line. That's a bit of a question mark, but it certainly looks better on paper this year. That's been a huge problem. And they have one of the best wide receiver cores, if you include tight ends as well. Keenan Allen coming back from ACL surgery. Tyrell Williams, who Greg has pointed out, had one of the quietest 1,000-yard seasons you'll ever see. Then they've got a first-round pick, Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin, uh, Antonio Gates, Hunter Henry. They're just loaded at, at the receiver positions. They are a little shallow in the backfield. If Melvin Gordon gets hurt, they're in trouble. Yeah, but, and they also up their offensive line with a couple of picks second and third round. It's crazy to think of who's coming off the bench for them right now. Let's say Mike Williams is getting starter snaps. Travis Benjamin might be their number four wide receiver. This is a guy who has 1,500 yards combined over the last two years. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the world, but he's a productive weapon. Antonio Gates, who's towards the end of the line, but he still had seven touchdowns, 550 yards. He's probably coming off the bench right now. I mean, that is deep. They can survive injuries, and they're really young. Like, their whole starting lineup, other than Rivers, at the skill positions, they're 25 and under. And then rounding out the top 10, you got the Titans and Bucks, which I like that because it seems to be Something, a theme that's continuing uh, from draft day that Marcus Mariota and James Winston seem to be tied together. And here they are in Wes's top 10 uh, back to back. Yeah, I only gave the Titans a B minus at quarterback because if you did a medical red flag index, they would be right there at the top. That Mariota has been injured in both of his first two years, has ended the season on IR. And I think they have the worst backup quarterback in the NFL in Matt Castle. <laughs> Talk about a team that didn't Come go out on. and get saved. If Matt Castle plays, they, if Matt Castle plays, they will lose that game. All right, but let's look one. Just <laughs> I don't want to spend too it's long. It's fair. Uh, I don't want to spend. Hey, by the way, Matt Castle started one game last year. Didn't they win it? He was terrible. They won the. You just. But it, this proves your point. They started one game, they won it. Well, which means that was their one time out of 100 they'll win, so I, they already got that out. I, I, all I'm saying can was... I just, can I just come downstairs a second and say that uh, Rock Osweiler uh, led the Texans to the playoffs? Okay, I'm going back upstairs. Okay. All right, run upstairs. Just for one... I was just saying, you love being mean to Matt Castle. Well, you've well, been defending him for a long time while he's saying, been terrible. Let's point out that the line below... Jameis Winston's backups are Ryan Griffin and Sean Renfrey. So just saying he's the very worst. Ryan Griffin can pass circles around Matt Castle. <laughs> I, I, one, one <laughs> that, that's it for the Matt Castle programming for the year. Well, way Bob. more than people needed on Matt Castle. I mean, the offensive line for Tampa Bay, yeah, that's got to be it's one of the problem. weakest units in this entire article for any team. Mm. It's, it's a problem. And all these teams in the hunt, like the Redskins, Colts, Cardinals, Panthers, Bengals, Giants, I've got them listed. All have offensive lines questions. Well, the Redskins don't, but the other teams do. It's a huge problem. It's a difference between the guys in the top five and the teams at 10 to 15 on offense. I'm a dork. I love the format of this article, how he broke it down by groups and gave each group a grade. I had very little to quibble with, which is usually what I try to do. But why are you – Getting Greg weak in the knees. No. Breakdown. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's great if you're a dork like me. Greg's but uh, why, what, what more does uh, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry have to do to get above a B? That's a nice backfield. 
I think you're that, a tough grader. I think they're might, only a B. That might be a copy and paste error. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. That's all. Awesome. You're not going to beat them by much. Yeah, Here's your chance to edit it, Wes. Yeah. Well, you want me to go into your copy right now? We could make history. Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, we'll do it right now. Should we give them a B plus or an A minus? Right, I'm giving them an A minus. They're if all about If Doug Martin and Charles Sims, and I'm not arguing this, and Jaquiz Rogers, if they're a B, I'm giving Titans. Let's give them an A minus. All right. I'm in our content management. I mean, that's a great right starter now. and a great backup. We're making. Let's break this, Sydney. Let's break this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bad job by me on the copy and paste. <laughs> For the first time ever, a live update of a, po- uh, a post happening on the podcast, Mark. Tell me how you're feeling right now. Little well, it'll be great if an editor is in there adding content videos and you go in and completely hopscotch their work <laughs> and it gets wiped out. And they'll have no idea where it came from until they look at the history of the post. And very mysteriously, it will say Dan Hansis. They will have no idea. how. They can't happened. touch me. Uh, did you say A minus? Yeah. A minus. I, I feel good that Greg's only quibble was actually just a clerical error. Save <laughs> and publish. And it's done. All right. Wes, got to ask you. I'd move the Falcons down, but I had already said that. You went 1 through 10. Where are the New York Jets in this list? 1 through 32. <laughs> where do you put them? Look at you all high and mighty. I What I'm asking, a que- it's called a follow-up question. Go get your Josh Gordon jersey out of the closet. It's a follow-up put it on. question. Go for a walk. 32. All right. Just, uh, just behind the Rams and Browns. Okay. Didn't ask for any more information. Now? Are you happy? You trying to hurt me? Is that what you're talking? I want. I was asking a follow-up question. It's what you do in this business. Yeah. I think that you'll get what's coming to you, Mark. Thorough job by Mark. Come the regular season. Oh yeah. So what? We go. We go. With all this hope. Two and fourteen. Get Sam Darnold, which was your plan until about two weeks ago, when you realized the Jets are going to do just enough to get the eighth pick in the draft. I'll be okay. I never said that they were going to do it. I think. That's what I want. It was a campaign of yours, I should say. I have no control over it. I'm just saying that's what I want them to do. And in fact, they are right on schedule. They've done everything in their power, including drafting two safeties at the top of the draft to go two and 14. Now we just have to have the magic happen. Now it has to all come together. You never know with chemistry how to get to that losing 14 out of 16. That's our type of magic. I think we have it. I think you start with Josh McCown, who's going to last three quarters into the opener. Yeah. And yeah. then you go to Christian Hackenberg, and away we go. <laughs> see, that's all set up well. I don't know if it will work out, and, and we might get four or five wins, but we'll see. All right. You had 19 teams, by the way. So earlier when I said 16 and I was feeling good about it, I don't feel as good about it anymore. That was incorrect hosting work by me. I mean, you said thereabouts, or we said in the range. <laughs> I consider that's in the 15 to 20 range. Okay. Let yourself off the hook, man. Uh, All right. You can check that out at NFL.com slash wrestling. NFL.com slash wrestling. All right. Mother's Day on Sunday. Let's quickly go around the horn and uh, and share. This is good. I like this where Greg has to get in touch with the sensitive side, let it out for all the world. Uh, So we're going to save him for last. Okay. Uh, We'll start with Mark. What am I? I'm I'm basically speaking about my mom, right? I don't know. I, this is my your mom, idea. Well, this is, I think like this is <laughs> – hey, my mom listens to the show. I know she does. And I would not be here. I, I'm sure this is true of all of us, but I definitely would not be here if my mom specifically did not completely support me through a period of life, 20s into the 30s, much longer than a son should have – figured out what he's doing, and, and started to give back to the parents. It was not happening, in my case, nearly enough, and utterly supported me no matter what I tried to do, all sorts of stops and starts. And from a sports angle, I mean, I don't think she was surprised that this is what I wanted to do because our house growing up, my brother and I, three years uh, apart, separated us, but we loved all the same stuff. And it started the minute we got up, we would fight over the sports page. And when it would be at night, we would be, it's Mets games. It's, it's, it's NFL football, nonstop NBA games. So like, eh, eh, eh. That siren in the background playing in every NBA stadium. She just wants to probably have a nice weekend at home, read a book, have a conversation with her family. Everyone is locked on the TVs all day long. And it's the driving to Pop Warner football five nights a week and then having to get back in the car. It's baseball. It's basketball. I mean, this minivan we had with like this wood paneling on the side oh, logged like yeah. 25,000 miles of her driving us all over town for all our ver- various interests. So it's just like you look back on someone, I would say I don't have a single bad memory of her because 
from wire to wire, whatever we basically were into, whatever we wanted to do, and that's right up to today, she was all on board with it. So happy Mother's Day to my mom. I think that's very well put, and I feel the same way about Deb, uh, my mom. She uh, was always, always super supportive for anything I was into, which as a kid was basically sports. So, uh, And I can't imagine my mom, who's not a sports fan, but has been married to uh, my father for 40 years, uh, more than that now, and ha- has been forced to watch Yankees games for three hours every day for six months in a row. Like, she's <laughs> always been cool with the idea that we, we were a sports family, me, my brother, and, and my dad. And also the idea of, of, of my mom having to you know, go to soccer games and baseball games. Like, my dad did a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of watching us at the events. My mom went to a lot of games, too. I bet that sucked. And that was before cell phones and before anything to, like... <laughs> Wait, you don't think no she enjoyed the games? She definitely... I don't know if she enjoyed, like... Your dad enjoyed us. it so much he came and watched uh, The Shield and the softball and had a great time. Well, that's... I mean, that's my dad. It's, well, it's different. Diminishing returns after... A but, like, hour. you want to watch your own kid, but you don't want to watch, uh, you know, you know, Mark Humphreys uh, get his at-bats and... <laughs> or little, Mark Humphreys. <laughs> Well, Wally O'Malley, you don't want to watch them also. Wally, let's be honest. Wally O'Malley Wally. moved the Dodgers from, <laughs> yeah. from Brooklyn to San Francisco. This is a, this let's be honest. Wally, Wally was a, was a, wasn't a problem on that team. <laughs> anyway, so, yes, that is my thank you to my mom for always supporting me in all my crazy sports endeavors and, uh, you know, taking care of me. Love you, Mom. Uh, my mom had seven boys because <laughs> starting with me, the number two, she desperately wanted a girl to play paper dolls with, mm. and this was going to be Maggie. She was a girly girl type of mom at the start. All seven of us boys played baseball, basketball, and either soccer or football. In a te- we were, and we're all 10 years of each other. So Saturdays and Sundays while we were growing up was – I remember mom drawing out the list to see which games she was going to cover and which games dad was going to cover. They had to – you know, somebody had to be at one. It had of, to be an entire thing. Going. One of them, one of them Gosh. had to be at the games, and mom was always the one in the stands, sneaking in her, her uh, you know, her wine, her, <laughs> Love it. her coolers, you know, the Bartles and James, sitting next to the loudmouth moms having fun. She was, she was there, and, and I would say, she, by the time I was in high school, she was subscribing to like the ESPN college basketball package. She's a huge sports fan now. Wow, and. Uh, just dealing with the all – we were obsessed with sports, baseball cards, everything growing up, and she had to deal with all that. So she was as, as supportive as could possibly be. I'll never forget the one night that we hung out with all your brothers at the Combine. That We got to look into what the parents were dealing with in this household. It's amazing to think about. You have two children. Actually, every you know, the yeah. three of us have two children. It's amazing to consider. Seth. Seven. I mean, we, all, we had one brother – one of your brothers walk up to me and say, just walk up to Wes and Brother B and say – LeBron James versus Jordan, and I just said it, and I walked back, and for the next 45 <laughs> minutes, just sipping on a beer, watching these guys going at it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was everything. That was our entire childhood, just surrounded by sports. My my mom is my mom Debbie, who listens to the show another Deb regularly, really every show, um, which is awesome. Although then she always puts it. Like, well, that's the best way I can keep up with you. It's the only thing Ooh. I hear about your so life. Barbara says the so same. Then, so, that's, bang that way. so that's troubling. But I'm I'm glad she listens to it. And it's partly because she's weirdly turned into a big-time Patriots and big-time football fan, like, since I've left high school. Not as big a fan as my dad, perhaps, who uh, booed Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl, but still, <laughs> <laughs> still a very uh, big fan. And I'm just thinking about... Yeah, I know. I know. We get he gets a free ticket from Roger Goodell, and then he boos Roger. That's that's the throat of ease. I feel I feel bad in hindsight that like I didn't like having my mom at sporty events. Like if it was like a big time, like tennis match or whatever it was. Like I almost wouldn't want to see her. Like I wouldn't want to hear. Her. Like what? A, how big of a jerk do you have to be to? Uh, it can, you know what I mean? It can make you nervous. But yeah, I just like didn't want it. Like was a reminder of the outside world, and you just wanted to be totally totally focused in. It's like Mike Tyson would ruin every relationship in his life before a mm. fight because he doesn't want to be soft. But she she was extremely That's Greg. supportive. Yeah, that's Greg. Regular he's, Mike Tyson. He's yeah. a strong, silent type. <laughs> she was extremely supportive, and there's no one um, – you know, I'm more like in the world than, than my mom. It's not even it's not even close. I've been told this uh, many times that we, we are on we are on the same wavelength. Mm. So we're all very, very lucky men uh, to have 
our moms. So happy Mother's Day to our mothers and your mothers and everyone's moms. And now, finally, before we go. Oh, wait a second. Even b- right before that, I did want to say uh, Mark wrote a great a great piece on Mother's Day. I thought we were going to mention this as part of it. A- NFL.com slash Mother's Day. You spoke is that out? That's yeah, fine. Brandon Marshall's it's, it's mom released. and Indomitian Sue's mom and, and the Kelsey's nice. mom. Yeah, they were great. So uh, just while we were talking. Right, come on. Mother's Mark, Day. you got to speak up. Yeah. You gotta, you I, I completely yourself. forgot about it. Uh, I meant they, to before. <laughs> they, were, they were great to talk to. And what I, you know, these, these pieces, you know, it's their, it's their voices. But I, I thought that I learned something about Indomitian Sue. Certainly learned about the Kelseys and especially Brandon Marshall and their moms, like kind of telling what they were like as little boys. Was for me, everyone thinks they know what Nadama and Sue is. Like coming when the mom speaks about them, you get someone entirely different. So give it a read. NFL.com slash Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Nice vanity URL. A logical one. Yeah. It's a good score. Is there an apostrophe in there? Don't believe so. Yeah, that, was, that, would, that would be horrible. If that would trip making, people yeah, up. Yeah, that, that would not be good work. And uh, all right. And finally, I have it listed on our rundown for every show. Um, Wes's totally minor thing. <laughs> That's a bit of an understatement. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, to Wes uh, to share a little bit about himself. Uh, you know why he's been missing the last couple of days and what's going on. Yeah, I've been out the past couple of days spending the days in hospitals getting tests. They found a mass on my esophagus and it turns out it is cancer where my esophagus meets my stomach um, before everybody freaks out listening. My doctor is very encouraged that it did not spread. Uh, She's mentioned very three or four times she's very happy for me with the results because when you hear you have a mass on your esophagus, it can go a lot of different ways from you've only got X amount of time to live to, oh, whoops, we're sorry, we made a mistake on the reading, and you're fine. And to me – Getting a chance to battle this, get a chance to win, and then go on to live a normal, happy, healthy life is best case scenario. I am, I am relieved. Just after speaking with my doctor, I'll be in the hands of some great specialists, and I just wanted to get out in front. You know, I'd rather address it now and go beat this thing than worry about not telling people and and worry about having that in the background. And now you get to go to Tybee Island for the weekend on a previously planned vacation with the you're bringing the paramore to, th- the to paramore. tybee island for the first uh time and this has been going on all week and y- you didn't know if it was going to be totally hanging over here and now you're going to tybee island it seems like the most perfect time ever to go to tybee island yeah after we play softball tonight going to <laughs> i mean to you want to talk about uh drama uh for the shield softball team one of the great emotional moments of all time uh Andre Kramer's already reached out to us about doing a pre a pregame puff piece. Bob Costas is poking around. I said, "Bob, get lost. It's not your time anymore. Uh, we're going to give this to Kramer." And you know, right, it's her time. Don't go belly aching to Mark about this because uh, it's Kramer time. But it is a big deal that Wes is playing uh, playing with us tonight, and that's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing, and uh, it is also another positive sign uh, that Wes is going to uh, beat up on this on this thing and uh, we're going to move forward. We yeah. love you and like I when I told Simone about this and she, you know, obviously very concerned. I was just like the one guy, the one friend I have who is an is a total fighter is Wes. <laughs> you are and it's like we're with you. We'll see this is you're going to get this. I appreciate it. He he's going to he's going to attack this like like a Jameis Winston Marcus Mariota <laughs> <laughs> argument. <laughs> By the end of the, you know, maybe it was that just in the uh, corner. Maybe it was that shout, the locking it up, that really got my esophagus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh we'd hope, we'd hope not. <laughs> that would be, t- yeah, it'd be tough to deal with to know that information. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that is, yeah, that's the big news with Wes, and we're so happy uh, that he's here with us now, and that everything is uh, trending in a positive direction. So there's the big news at the bottom of the show. And he's got, you know, he's got people, everyone in this room that loves him to death and we're going to support him and be, be with him. And he's got a lot of support out here in LA. And I know even the people that are listening that have never met Wes, just having listened, like you feel like you feel like it's a close friend and hopefully uh, I know he'll feel all that support too. And it's just, it, it is a cool thing. It's cool of you, Wes. I don't know if any, if, if any of us, the rest of us were in the same scenario, I don't know if it would pop in our head, like, 
uh, hey, let's talk about let's. I want to talk about this in the podcast today, but it's cool that you're sharing it. Yeah, I, I'm going to be out. I'm going to miss some shows. It could be missing months or you know weeks or months at a time, and you'll see have some more Connie Fox or Claybon or whoever in your life. And I just want people to know why I'm not there instead of having to wonder or me hiding behind this and not addressing it. I don't think there's any very, reason for me to keep it from someone. How are you going to tell west. the twelve to thirteen hundred people that you blocked on Twitter? <laughs> Well, the reason why they were blocked is because they don't need to be in my life. That's in the first fair. Place. What? A, how about this? Just an idea. Unblock all of them for a split second. Type, I have cancer. Reblock them. <laughs> <laughs> and just like leave them like reeling. The, I should say you you caused this. <laughs> I'm blaming you. You did this to me. Um, <laughs> um. All right. So there you go, Wes. We love you, buddy. Love you. Love you all. Uh, Appreciate the support. Here we go. Uh, We will be back on Monday with another show. Uh, But until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Old Boss, and New Money Behind the Glass. Till Monday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.